Now, sloths can hold their breath longer than dolphins. Yep, incredible but true. They slow their heart rate so much, they can stay under the surface for up to 40 minutes. Unlike fish, dolphins and whales are aquatic mammals, which means they can't breathe underwater. When it comes to breathing, they're more similar to us than the fish. Both of them have lungs, and they breathe air through something we know as a blowhole. When they're under the surface, they hold their breath until they come up for some air again. Dolphins can stay under the water for 10 minutes. A sperm whale can hold its breath for 90 minutes, while an elephant seal holds the record when it comes to aquatic mammals and can stay under the water for 2 hours without having to go up. There's a wasp so tiny, much tinier than its name, it's smaller than an amoeba, even though amoebas are made of one cell only. You can see this wasp has the same body parts as the rest of the bugs – wings, brain, eyes, and the rest – but it's really a tiny version of an insect since it's only eight thousandths of an inch long. And the smallest adult insect we know of is a parasitic wasp with a big name, also known as the fairy fly. Their males don't have wings, they're blind and only five thousandths of an inch long. Now, it's no coincidence each animal species has different colors and patterns. One of the reasons for that is to help them stand out when looking for their potential mating partners or to send a warning to predators they're poisonous and hope they get the message right. Then there are ambush predators, such as tigers. It's very important for them to remain invisible because the difference is huge. If their prey sees them before they get there, no dinner that night. But why exactly are tigers orange? For us, orange is a color used for things that need to be ultra-visible. For example, items such as safety vests or traffic cones. To the human eye, orange will mostly stand out in the environment. So if there's a tiger coming for you, you'll spot it relatively easily. But humans have so-called trichromatic color vision. When light from your surroundings enters your eye, it hits the retina, a thin layer located in the back. To process that light, the retina uses two kinds of light receptors, rods and cones. Rods can only distinguish differences in light and darkness. They can't sense color. Our eyes will mostly rely on rods in dim light. Cones are in charge of color perception. Humans mostly have three types. Cones for green, blue, and red. That's exactly why we call our vision trichromatic. Most humans see three primary colors, together with their colorful combinations. Apes and some monkeys also have such a style of vision. But most mammals that live on land, including cats, horses, deer, and dogs, have dichromatic color vision. Retinas in their eyes have cones for two colors only, green and blue. When humans get information from their green and blue cones only, They're considered colorblind since they can't, for example, tell the difference between green and red shades. This is similar with mammals that live on land. Deer are surely tigers' prey way more than humans, and deer don't see tigers as orange, but green. Green tigers would surely be more difficult to spot, which would mean more dinner for tigers. But evolution still decided to go with orange because it's simply easier to produce such a color. The only green mammal is a sloth, but its fur is not naturally green. It's because of the algae that grows in it, and they can hold their breath for 40 minutes. The water around the poles can get very cold during certain periods of the year. There's plenty of fish that live there, but when that happens, they need to swim away to survive. 
But there's a special group of fish native to the Southern Ocean near Antarctica. The temperatures there are from 28 to 39 degrees Fahrenheit. Technically, that's below freezing, but all those dissolved salts in the seawater don't allow it to freeze over. And these fish can survive because they have a special feature called glycoprotein. It helps them stay in their home because it acts as sort of a natural antifreeze. It's a protein that prevents all those ice crystals from forming in their blood and helps it continue to flow normally. Have you ever wondered how tiny animals like ants breathe? Try to open your mouth and throat, but at the same time, hold your chest and diaphragm still. The diaphragm is a muscular structure that separates the chest and abdominal cavities in all mammals. It expands as you breathe. If you can't do this, you can't hold your breath, because oxygen will still find its way into your lungs. At least, enough of it to keep up with your body's demands. But generally, when you breathe, diaphragm is actively pumping air in and out of your body. To survive without the diaphragm doing so, you'd need more than one throat and a way smaller body. Now, ants have 9 or 10 pairs of openings along the sides of their tiny bodies. They're called spiracles and each is connected to branching series of tubes. It's a system similar to human lungs. Their blood doesn't carry oxygen from those tubes to the rest of the body. Instead, the tubes spread this oxygen. The endings of these branches directly touch the membranes of their cells. This can only work in really small animals. When the body is bigger than 8 tenths of an inch, these tubes are too long, so they can't diffuse air fast enough. There are a couple of reasons why giraffes have long necks, which, by the way, can grow up to be six and a half feet long. From first glance, it seems evolution gave them those to reach the sweetest topmost leaves of the trees. It's exclusive access other animals can only dream of, so giraffes don't have to compete for the best bites. But over time, researchers realized it's not the only reason. They also think the neck could be a good factor when male giraffes go into combat. The same as male antelopes will use their prongs or when a stag uses its antlers. The thicker the neck, the bigger the chances to win the combat. Some insects play possum when there's a predator nearby. For instance, in one research, scientists have observed an antlion larva insect. It played possum for 61 minutes. How does this even help? Well. Let's say you're in a garden where you see a bunch of identical bushes with soft fruit. You go to the first bush and start collecting and eating fruits. Mmm, yummy! It's so simple! And you're doing it relatively fast. But as you strip that bush, it's getting harder for you to find more fruits. Plus, it's kind of irritating because it takes way more time now than at the beginning. So now you need to decide whether to stay there and try to find more, or simply switch to another bush to have it all easy and fast once again. Assuming you are the predator, and predators are greedy, you'll just look for ways to eat as much fruit as possible in the shortest period of time. This means you'll go on and start collecting fruits from another bush, and the next one, and so on. Researchers use the same logic when it comes to bird and antlion larvae. It appears that insects waste the predator's time when playing possum, which has a significant impact on how things go later. That way, they encourage the predator to look for food elsewhere, because the predator doesn't have that much time to waste. So, pretending to be not alive is actually a good way to stay alive. 
Depending on the species, young birds spend from 10 to 30 days in their eggs. There's no air inside, but Mother Nature created a perfect mechanism for them to still be able to breathe. As a young chick is developing inside the egg, it grows some kind of hollow sac-like structure from the gut. It's like a tiny pouch that fuses with a second membrane that goes around the chick and its yolk. So one end is attached to the chick, while the other is close to the inner surface of the eggshell. That way, this special membrane acts like lung tissue and connects the outside world with the chick's circulatory system. Most animals have two eyes, but some species need more. For example, some reptiles, amphibians, and fish have a third eye on top of the head. It's not something that improves their vision that much, but it simply helps them navigate via the sunlight and regulate their body temperature. Many invertebrates have more than two eyes. Most spiders have eight of them, because that way they can spot their prey easier. 